We've um, been doing a series, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. And, and the whole purpose of this was to actually allow you to, to use the tools that God wants to give you to take your stand against the enemy schemes. Because a lot of people could feel overwhelmed, anxious, stressed about the future. But God says, take a stand against the enemy schemes. Of course, we looked at Louis Giglio's book. We thought it was a great book to look at. Um, you can go read it. Uh, don't give the enemy a seat at your table and you can do the devotional. But our focus when we've studied it was um, to put on the armor of God. Well, of course, we looked at Psalm 23 in the front end and we said, the Lord's my shepherd. I have all I need. Of course, we, we used to, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not. We said, you know, if you want that verse to ring true in your life, you have to start at the beginning and actually have the Lord be your shepherd, okay? Because if you want to uh, not want, you need to have the Lord as your shepherd. And we saw that, that He leads us, and even through the valley of the shadow of death, and He prepares a table for us, even in the, the presence of our enemies. You know, God, why don't you take me out of this war? No, no, well, I want to show you that I can actually feed you even in a war. I can feed you even in the hardest season. If I can feed you in a hard season, how much more can I take care of you in the good times as well? So God is faithful. Um, but, but we need to make sure we take our seat and that we actually take time to focus on, on Jesus. And, and if we're not actually having quiet times or using our time in traffic to worship God, or if we're not actually taking our seat, uh, what we could do is we could end up giving the enemy a seat at our table. And what the enemy wants to do is lie to you. He wants you to get he wants to get you started on the wrong footing every day. He wants you to live in the defeat that He says He has for you, which is a total lie. He does not want you to be sure-footed about your victory in Christ. And today, I want to speak to you about the path that you and I have to victory, the path that Jesus has for us. So right in the front end, what we need to do if we're going to live in the victory God has for us, we have to start head first. Okay, if you want to get ahead in life, you have to go head first. You need to be the head boy and head girl of your own life. And you don't let anyone else get your head. You, you need to make sure that you're actually putting on the helmet of salvation. Uh, whenever you and I put this helmet of salvation on, we're reminding ourselves that Jesus has already paid the price for our sin that Jesus has already conquered the grave when He rose from the dead. We're reminding ourselves that our victory is in Christ's death. Um, he paid the price for our sins as He shed His blood. And our victory is in Christ's resurrection. My past has been settled. He's paid the price for my sin and my future awaits. I'm made for heaven. And so, so my past, I can live differently to my past and I've got so much to live for in my future. I can, I'm clearly starting from a point of victory. If Satan's lies come into your life, you and I actually are supposed to take authority over those lies. You're supposed to give yourself the best shot by identifying the truth. Our role is not to try to identify lies. Our job is to identify truth. Once you identify truth, you can discern the lie way quicker. But if you become obsessed with lies, you can almost drown in lies. But you and I um, are here to be flooded by the truth 
of God. And the way we do that, of course, is we have the truth of God, the truth about our scenario, and, and we're putting on the helmet of salvation. Of course, um, when we don't do this, we can live um, anxious lives, we can, we can be worried, and we can start our days on the wrong foot. But, but when we start with Christ, we, we get our minds clear around what Christ has done for us. We start joyfully. I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. He says, but thanks be to God. He says, thanks. That's how we, he would have said it. That's how it's read. Thanks be to God. Of course, I wrote there, he, he said, thanks be to God because he gives um, us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and that's how we need to actually start our day. One of the pathways to victory is we need to start by reminding ourselves what Jesus has done and thanking God that our victory is in His Son. So for us to start this pathway to victory, we must remind ourselves, we are not starting from zero. You and I, we're starting from Jesus. We have to start every day from Jesus. Not from what we've done, we need to start from what He's done. What has He done? Paid the price of my sin. He conquered death. My victory is in Christ. Christ is for me. Who can be against me? If it's just me and Jesus, I'm in the majority. I start my day in Christ. And what we do is we keep reclaiming territory. Satan wants to claim territory in your life. He'd like your head space. He'd like your heart space. You need to make sure on the front end of your day, your headspace is settled around what Christ has done. It will allow your heart space to be in a way better space. I find that, that the way Satan gets us not to live in victory is we become self-focused. Um, and once you become self-focused in life, you'll normally evaluate your day ahead based on what you can do. But once you become Christ-focused, you will know that your day ahead, that nothing is impossible for Christ. So it means there's a great day ahead for you. And, and even some of the hard things you'll face, compared to the blessings of heaven, they're, they're small fries. And you can get through this. You've got so much to live for. So, so we need to make sure that life isn't all about us. Um, the, the 12 spies uh, who went into the promised land, after Egypt, Israel had come out of Egypt. They crossed over the Red Sea. God said to them, I'm giving you all this land. They go out to look at the land that God's given them. They go there and they say this at the back end of seeing the land. They said, we are grasshoppers in their sight. Of course, nobody told them that. They actually came to that conclusion themselves. Why did they come to the conclusion that they were grasshoppers? Because they looked at their ability. They said, my ability compared to these guys, I'm clearly a grasshopper compared to them. Two of the spies said, let's go. God's given us the land. Two of them were focused on what God had said. Ten of them were focused on their ability. Satan wants you to focus on what you can do so that it can keep you from living the path that Jesus has for you. And that's one of the things we need to learn. Once we focus on ourselves too much, there's a big chance you're going to give the enemy a seat at your table. 
He's going to sow doubt. He's going to tell you it's better in some other place. It's going to be better in some other relationship. It's going to be better at some other job. And I'm not saying there is a better plan for you, but He will take your eyes of stewarding what God's given you already. He'll tell you you're never going to make it. This thing that you're facing right now, it's going to take you out. It's the end of you. And He wants to sow this doubt. So, so what do we do when it comes to coming against these schemes that the enemy has and not letting him have a seat at the table? Well, Ephesians 6 verse 10 tells us, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and, his, and in His mighty power. The first thing I want to point out is, is it says that we need to be strong in the Lord, not strong in ourselves. Yes, be strong in yourself. Take care of yourself. But the key way to start is to be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. And that's what He has. It says, thank you, Jesus. Put on the full armor of God. So don't only be strong in the Lord. Take what He's giving you to fight the battles that you'll face today. So uh, put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. So we see there, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. And put on the full arm of God. That's the way God says you stand against the enemy's schemes. Of course, we know Jesus has won our victory and He's seated. Scripture says He's seated in heaven and He's interceding on our behalf. So, so we get told Jesus is seated and He's in victory. And then He tells us to take our stand now. Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armour of God to stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt buckle of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take, your um, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit with which... Uh, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we see that, that we, we are strengthening God. Um, we, we also put on the armor of God. And, and a lot of us can hear the spiritual, about the spiritual armor and not know how to apply it practically. Now, my wife's a medical doctor, and there was a season during go in government service where she felt stressed and anxious, and she would write down the promises of God on a piece of paper, and she'd cut them up and put it in her scrubs. And whenever that almost, the enemy tried to get a seat at her table, she'd just take out the promises and read it to herself, and, and she just memorized and read it. She pretty much took the sword of the Spirit out, because the Word of God's the sword of the Spirit. She made it practical. And you and I need to give ourselves our, the best shot. We need to practically apply and put on the armor of God so we can come against the devil's schemes. Three, three bits of armor that will help you um, to live out this path to victory. The first one is the belt of truth. 
Uh, this is the first place. This is the first thing you and I need to do. And every morning when we put the belt of truth on, you're actually coming to God honestly, with a genuine transparency. You're sincere. Because God knows everything. And I encourage you to start every morning personally and tell God everything. Come into the light. Don't live in any shadow, any lie. Come into this place. Get honest, transparent, be real. You're not perfect, but you're walking into the light. You say, I'm walking into your light, God. Because Satan works in the shadows. He works in the darkness. And I'm taking all his power away right now by walking into the light. I'm telling, and, and it's a, a simple way to do it. You must understand, Satan is a liar and he functions in an environment where there's no integrity, where there's lies. You know how to come, give him no power, you declare the truth. You come into the light. You, you, you come before God every morning. You keep a short account. And, and yes, you, you also say, God, uh, I don't wanna live this way. I, I wanna change direction. I wanna repent. I need your help, God. And you put on the belt buckle of truth. If you think about it, the, the sword of the Spirit will come onto that belt. So it's so important to put the truth on first so that you can put the sword of the Spirit on. It's a simple way, practical way to put the belt on in the morning. Then you put on the shoes of peace. The shoes of peace um, represent what Roman soldiers would wear. Sandals that would give them a sure footing. Um, these sandals made them stable. Uh, when we stand... Um, in the shoes of peace, we say, God, thank you that I have peace with you now. Thank you that I'm not at war with you. Jesus has paid the price for my sin and I'm at peace with God. And I'm sure about my position. I'm stable in this position. My victory has been secured. I'm not unsure about my future. And I'm not going to step into my day unsure about what's ahead. I know heaven awaits. I know my victory is in Christ. I know that I can serve God today. I'm sure about my victory, God. And you stabilize yourself. It's a practical way. And peace is an, a, a phenomenal gift. Any married couple out there, the husbands out there, you have a fight with your wife, you are praying for peace. Come on, like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, no peace, you're looking, as soon as peace comes, oh, thank you, Jesus, for that peace. Because life is uncomfortable where there's no peace. It is. You and I were designed to live in peace with God and with man. And once you start your day in peace, you'll find you make peace way easier. You'll bring peace. But if you don't start your day in peace, you're gonna to struggle to bring peace into situations. If you start your day striving, if you start your day unstable, unsure, you might have a lot of fruit that's unstable, unsure, but you start your day in peace. You settle your feet in the gospel of peace that God's paid the price for your sin and you'll carry peace into your, into your workplace, into your situation. It's like the shoes almost speak about direction. You're directing your life now in peace. And then the breastplate of righteousness. Once you've actually repented, you said, God, I'm sorry for my sins. You're putting on this, this breastplate that's covering your heart. You're saying that I'm, I'm forgiven. I've got a clear conscience now. I know I'm not perfect, but Jesus is my perfect Savior. I've come into the light and, and He's guarding my heart. In the past, I had pain. I had hurt. I had unforgiveness. I had bitterness. And I did my life from a point of sadness, bitterness, 
unforgiveness, but now I'm forgiven. I'm not only forgiven, because of Christ, I'm a new creation. It's just as if I'd never sinned. And, and I don't now, I don't react from my past. I respond from who I am in Christ now. I'm a carrier of peace. I'm somebody who can forgive others. I'm no longer a victim. I'm a victor in Christ. I've peace and and my Christ has got my future other people don't determine my future Christ has settled my present and he determines my future I have the breastplate of righteousness you start your day I'm going to give you a path to victory you can screenshot this I'm going to ask our team to put it on our social media and you I encourage you for the next few weeks try 50 weeks you do this Confession, one confession a day over seven days. You just continue it and you start your day out right. Okay. And here it is. Monday, my God knows my name. Of course, Isaiah 41 verse 3 says, Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. God takes total ownership when He comes to making you and, and your future. And, it's, and it's, a, it's a statement of identity. In a world that's struggling with identity, you settle your identity. I'm a child of God. You know what I mean? God knows my name. He knows my name. He, he does, I'm not just part of the, the billions. He sees me. I've got a, a fingerprint. I'm unique. God knows my name. He's got a plan for my life. Tuesday, my God goes before me. My God goes before me. Of course, the Scripture says, And the Lord, He is the one who goes before you. He'll be with you. He'll not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And you've got nothing to fear today. You're starting your day. You're going to have meetings. God's going before you. Your child's going to go to school. God's gone before your child in school. Your spouse is about to travel along the road. God's gone before your spouse. God's gone before you. God's gone before you. And God's gone before this nation. You can even remind yourself, God's gone before the Come on, there's something, a blessing for this nation. The devil will try to lie to you about the future of the nation. No, God's gone before us. God is for us. God's gone before you. You remind yourself. Wednesday, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember I said, Satan wants you to think about your strength. But the Bible teaches us to focus on Christ's strength. And you declare it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you settle that. Thursday, my present sufferings pale in comparison to the future glory that God has stored up for me in my life. The reason this is important, it gets you focused on heaven. You were made for heaven. You're more spiritual than you're physical. You will live spiritually forever in heaven. This is a temporary life on earth. And you declare that, that, yes, there's sometimes hard things that come. It says, in this life you'll have trouble. But don't just be, I've overcome this world. You put your eyes again on Christ and on heaven. Friday, no weapon formed against me will prosper. You start your day. And you know what? Even as you take a seat at that table, Jesus will point out the enemies around you and show you those weapons, none of them will prosper against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You, you settle that. Saturday, I am a child of God. Again, identity. You don't get, you don't get blown by the, the winds and the circumstances and the opinions of, of people. You settle on the truth of God. I'm a child of God. 
Then Sunday, you wake up on Sunday morning. What a great verse to go into your Sunday time at church. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. And you carry resurrection power into your Sunday, into the services. And all of us together are carrying resurrection power. The same power that conquered the grave lives in us. And we overflow into our city, into our community. Allow the way God sees you to be your path to victory. Allow the way God sees you to be your path to victory. You want to close your eyes quickly? I just want to pray for anyone who maybe you haven't started on this path to victory at all. You've never actually asked God to forgive you of your sins. Scripture says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. How do we receive that gift? Because that's the only way you can get it. You can't earn it, but you can receive it. We posture our heart. We acknowledge that we need God. We acknowledge that we need His forgiveness. Scripture says, if we confess that we're sinners, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And that's the posture of our heart. I need you, God. I'm, I'm, I'm dead in my sins. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my sin. I've got a bill I can't pay. Will you pay that bill? Jesus says, yes, I've already proved. I'll pay it. I've paid it and I did it just for you. And you receive His forgiveness. Not only do you receive His forgiveness, but you're also asking Him to be the Lord of your life, the leader of your life. What does that mean? He's first in your life. He's not second. He's not third. He's first. And maybe you in this place, you say, God's so not first in my life. I've asked Him to forgive me, but He's not the Lord of my life. And, and maybe you need to do one or two of those things. Maybe for the first time, ask Him to forgive you. Or maybe you're coming back to Him and saying, Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. I also want you to be the Lord of my life or the leader of my life. With every eye closed, I respect it. That's you. Love to lead you in a confession. Bible says we confess He's the Son of God um, and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead will be saved. I'd love to lead you in that confession. With every eye closed, I respect for people who need to pray that prayer. If that's you, give me a wave. Say, that's me. Include me in that prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just, God bless you. Just say, that's me. I need, a, I need to pray. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Awesome. I don't want to miss out. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. It's a church family. Jesus, I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come and just thank Jesus in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Can I ask everyone just to look to their right? If you prayed that prayer, your next step is to tell somebody. That's always, for anyone who has committed to God or made a recommitment, your next step is to tell someone, I just made a recommitment to Jesus. They're gonna help you. They're gonna pray for you and then help you take a next step. We've got men and women prayer counselors. If you do need any prayer, you can make your way there. For new people, you can grab your first coffee at the God Can Banner. Um, enjoy the rugby tonight. Believing it's gonna be great. God bless you guys.